We continue a sermon series in these days, listening to Jesus and the Beatitudes that come from Matthew chapter 5. Today we have verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. This is the word of the Lord. We've been listening to these words of the Beatitudes. We've been thinking about them and what they might mean for our lives. We try to take them into our minds and hearts and apply them to discipleship for 2015 in this city in these days. These words, however, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. These words feel different today. Given the events of this past week, these words seem to be coming to us through a megaphone. We've had a deluge of news from Baltimore. We have other issues swirling around in our hearts and in our lives. What's going on with you? We're dealing with lots of things, but the news from Baltimore seems to be right in our faces today. It seems we long for a sense of God's presence and God's peace, blessings. We feel desperate for God's blessings. Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Many of the events of the past week remind us that we are famished for righteousness. Righteousness in the Bible is a very big word. Righteousness in the Gospel of Matthew is a very big word. Righteousness has to do with right relationships. In our personal lives, most of us work really hard at right relationships. If we get out of sync with those close to us, our spouse, our partners, our loved ones, we know our lives are out of sync. When we're honest, when our relationships are out of sync, we're in trouble. Right relationships are critical to our lives. But right relationships and righteousness in the scriptures go far beyond our intimate circles. In the scriptures, right relationships involve God, the maker of heaven and earth. It's a critical, vertical relationship that gives us a foundation for every other relationship in our lives. That's what prayer is about. It's seeking divine relations that sustain us in all our relations. In prayer, in our common life, in before meals, before meetings, in our personal and private time in prayer, we want to link our lives to God and God's life. It's a right relationship that gives shape to all of our relationships. In other places in the Scripture, and particularly in Other places in Matthew's gospel, Jesus invites us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in order to have any relationships. Our lives are right when they are related to God. And additionally, right relationships in the scriptures and in Matthew's gospel in particular involve not just those closest to us, 
They involve everyone. So, vertical relationships with God and very, very broad, horizontal relationships with everyone. The prophet Amos warns us, we cannot claim that we worship God if the world around us doesn't look like the beloved community that God intends. Amos warns us that when the poor are forgotten, when people are less left desperate, when so many in society are trampled, then Amos says the worship of God, the festivals and any efforts to delight God actually become offensive to God. Amos speaks God's words when there is great disparity in the city. When some are rich and so many are poor, then God says, I hate, I despise your feast and your festivals, and I take no delight in your worship. Take away from me your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Righteousness is about right relationships. Right relationships with God and right relationships with others that stretch far and wide. We are famished for righteousness. So much about our life and our culture seems so far from right. With the incidents of this past week, we have another African-American young man in an urban setting who is dead. We have another complication involving police. And we have had a week of unrest, including looting and violence and confusion and growing despair. And we have had also some wonderful moments of citizens rallying in Baltimore and clergy and community leaders coming together and African-American political leaders stepping up and condemning the violence and cleaning up and calling for healing and peace and justice. But, but the realities are becoming clearer and clearer. In many neighborhoods around the city and around the country, we're not doing very well with our young people. As one commentator puts it, and I quote, in black and brown neighborhoods across our country, we are not educating black and brown young people, and the society is accepting this. Where there used to be manufacturing jobs, they are not anymore. Jobs and families have been replaced by no jobs and the disintegration of the family. And then law enforcement comes in and is expected to contain the crime in the midst of the hopeless situation. And you have a very combustible combination of social failures and we are all responsible for that. So the real issue is not a recent incident involving one young man and police, horrible as it is, this is mostly another symptom. The real issue is poverty and despair. The real issue is how far we are removed from righteousness, right relationships that look for the poor and work for the beloved community. The real issue is how complacent we can all get how indifferent we can all become intending to those in the city and in the community that need us most, the poor, the trampled, the young, who deserve a fair chance, an education, a way out. 
We cannot just lament the mess in Baltimore. We're called to advocate for righteousness. We cannot just condemn the folk for burning a CVS. We need to hear Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Famished for righteousness. Clearly, we've been reminded this week, we're a long way from the community, from the blessed community that Jesus intends. Civility, city, culture, a long way from what God intends. But Jesus' words also encourage us. Jesus' words also challenge us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is what Jesus is saying. Blessed are those who are so famished for righteousness that they become focused on the beloved community. Blessed are those who are so famished for righteousness that their lives are framed by right relationships all across our city and our culture. Blessed are those who yearn for the kingdom of God, who hunger and thirst for a better society, who are so famished that they, we, move from complacency to action, from indifference, friends, to kingdom work. Maybe more than any other gospel, Matthew's Jesus, much like the prophet Amos, is serious about doing. To hunger and thirst for righteousness is absolutely to hunger and thirst as a doer toward the kingdom of God. When we realize that our community, that our city, that our culture, they're all famished for righteousness Jesus calls us to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to live in such a way that righteousness actually emerges. The poet Mary Oliver writes this. There are things you can't reach, but you can reach out to them. And all day long, and it can keep you busy as anything else and happier. Think this is what Jesus is urging for us. Yearning, reaching out, striving for righteousness. The great saint and servant of Jesus, Albert Schweitzer, put it this way. I don't know what your destiny will be. But one thing I do know, the ones among you who will really be happy are those who have sought and found a way to serve to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. We're famished for righteousness. We're a long way from righteousness. Relationships and community and culture where hope conquers despair, where love prevails over hate, where justice brings joy for everyone, where peace and possibility for all, we're a long way from that. But when we are also famished for righteousness, we reach out and we keep reaching out all day long. We yearn and we serve. We apply our lives. We apply our gifts to God's work. That's who we are in this setting, 
in this city, yearning and applying our lives to God's work. We cannot be indifferent. We cannot be complacent. Complacent. We reach out and we reach up and we reach out again further and further as far as we can and keep working on reaching out and reaching up for the beloved community in our city and everywhere. Today we have another opportunity to gather at this, the Lord's table. Famished for righteousness, we seek to be fed for the journey. Focused on lives as doers, we open our lives and our hearts to be nourished by the bread of heaven. We gather at this table so that we can be fed, so that we can reach out and reach out again and serve, serve God's righteousness. So as the bread is passed today, as it's taken by each of you, as the cup comes to you, to all of us, let us think and let us pray about how we might each better hunger and thirst for righteousness. For those will be filled, Jesus says. Meditate on that. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. What does it mean for your life? What does it mean for our life as a community in this city, in this day and time, in this world? How can we yearn How can we focus? How can we each seek and serve God and God's righteousness? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. May it be so. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, show us the way the way of love, the way of light, the way of righteousness, and guide us in it, for we want to follow Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.